welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, we bring you Shakespeare in Love, or Lester, anyway. It's not April Fool's. Minnesota actually won. All of that and more on this week's We Call It Soccer. You left a beer in my fridge, Caleb, last I, week. I, I did. And I'm, I'm drinking it right now, so thanks for not drinking it over the week. I really appreciate that. I was I mean, worshipping it as a god. Yeah, you're you're kind of committing <laughs> blasphemy right now by drinking it. But it's water, so good. Water appeared around that beer. I mean, my fridge leaks, but that was not. That was, it was immaculate waterception, and the beer conjured the water. Did the water then turn into beer? That would be awesome. Because that, that would be amazing. Then I wouldn't drink this Either at all. Either that or it'd just be... Just put it back in your fridge and collect the beer and sell it for a profit. You know what? It could be just a leaky can, though. That would not uh, be good. I hope not. But the problem is that, you know, the, the other can of Miller Lite that's in my fridge would betray that beer at some point. And <laughs> for like a sack of Pilsner colored gold coins or something. <laughs> hey, that, Miller Lite that, is a, that is a very apt uh, analogy. Judas was the Miller Lite of the disciples. Right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm going to get angry tweets now asking me why I have Miller Lite. Uh, my dad's going to love this. He's the pastor, so he's going to yeah. laugh his ass off, I'm sure. <laughs> Or he's going to be like tweeting me, be like, what the heck, man? <laughs> he doesn't know how Twitter works. Come on. Oh, perfect. Good. All right. That's great. Uh, well, we should we have another action packed show. Last couple of weeks, we've been going so far over that we've had to cut segments. We've had to shorten segments. Colin hasn't had enough time to talk about conspiracy theories in detail. We've had problems with length, folks. So we need to get a move on and move on to our first segment that we call Loon Monitoring. Within the loon monitoring segment, we talk about our loons in Minnesota United FC, not the bird. You know, you see the double entendre thing that we have going, or is it just a single entendre in that case? Single at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't think there's any sex jokes to be made with loons. I mean, there I mean, are, but we give do me enough not time to think of them. one, but we don't have that much, enough time. Okay. Next week. Next time. week. Next week, we'll have sex jokes. If you have sex jokes with loons <laughs> that you'd like to share with us, please tweet uh, them at somebody else and not me. <laughs> All right. Uh, firstly, Please, Dibs no, not it. You, Dibs not will, it. you will end up on a registry if you tweet them at us. <laughs> and now all your data can be sold, too. So anyway. <laughs> so there is somebody watching. Um, first thing we need to talk about before we talk about the game that was in April 1st, we need to talk about a piece of news that was reported with every single article reporting it saying... This is not an April Fool's joke, guys. Ha, ha, ha. So original. In that voice. So original. In that voice. Seriously. Yeah, it's very was. original. Uh, big trade. Blockbuster trade. Mo Saeed and Josh Cat. Uh, oh, no. I, I'm sorry. I'm being informed. Josh Gat. Not Cat. I, I said this a few episodes ago. Josh Gat would be a better addition to a team than Josh Gat. You know, just a little cat named Josh that comes out on the pitch all the time. It's like adorable. You're losing 6-1, but there's a cat there. <laughs> Trust me, for this team, it, it would definitely work. Um, but um, Saeed got, got sent to Colorado. And coming back, uh, Sam Cronin and a birch tree. I believe it's a partridge and a birch tree. <laughs> 
Uh, both of these guys are Mark Birch, Matt Birch, one of the two. Mark, 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 Mark Birch. Sam Cronin is Colorado's captain. Mark Birch is a dude who left back plays really well for them too. Uh, and they, but they're both in the thirties. Gat is twenty five. Said is twenty six. So we kind of traded away youth for experienced players who are going to be challenging for starting positions on our side. Challenging. I'm. I mean, Sam Cronin. I think comes in as the defensive midfielder and maybe as captain Vadim Demir didn't play this past weekend <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't um, gonna be captain much longer I don't think sadly yeah it, it, it's not not looking too good for him um a lot of speculation suggests that Merck Birch would also come in as the starting left back um there is some breaking news off of Andy Greeter's Twitter feed Apparently, a quote from Amos McGee suggests that he was brought in for depth behind Justin Davis. We'll see how long that lasts. Hey, Davis, we'll we'll, we'll be getting yeah, to yeah, Justin yeah. Davis we soon. We there. But I just well, want to point out one I, I'm thing. I'm just saying this. Uh, Birch is good. Yes, yes. That is, that is very true. Uh, I want to point out the mls nature of this trade, which was the fact that the trade was actually Saeed and Gat for Birch. But then Cronin was actually waived by Colorado, and Minnesota United had traded a third-round 2019 super draft pick to the Chicago Bastion Schweinsteigers to get the number one position on the waivers, and then immediately picked up Cronin. And not only that, the reason that had to happen was because Sam Cronin was signed officially on a free agent deal and thus has a no-trade clause in his contract. (laughs) My, my my brain hurts. Right. Uh, I I think I think that is uh that, that's that's a consistent uh, theme for everyone who reads about this trade. No gammon tam, but we did trade an international spot with Said. There was some speculation that when we lost Said, we'd open up a spot that could be used for people like that uh, dude that we were trialing last week. But uh, no no international spot is open. There are some conspiracy theories that this trade was engineered by MLS. To help their weakest team, to make it look like their expansion teams weren't bad. Uh, come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Let's take out better days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're I not mean, that clever. Yeah, and, and we've started getting the Garber bucks, so we can't indulge these kinds of conspiracy theories anymore as of this year. Yeah, uh, all we've right. got other ones, even involving MLS, that we need to discuss later. Exactly. Let's talk about Minnesota United Four, Real <laughs> Salt Lake Two. The Salt Lake was actually in Salt Lake where all their supporters were salty because and you guys are looking at me like I killed a cat. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> I I spent I was pretty feeling pretty snarky when I was making our notes for this week. So I decided to take all of our players and make little uh, sentences out of them. So Bobby Shuttle worth every penny for those two big saves he made. I you think mean, he's worth every femi. Oh, oh snap. Sh- Damn. <laughs> You oh god we I think we can just end the podcast right here and this would still be our best episode. Find me at the attachment. So Kevin Molly, yes he scored, but Kevin Molly, no, don't go into another hard tackle when you're on a yellow dude. He got lucky. He did get lucky. He, he did get missed lucky. ball and the man. It was very unfortunate. Kevin Molino went out and basically was avenging some tackles on our guys. He's playing a rough physical game. Good stuff. And he's usually scored. that's Ibsen's role to avenge all the tackles that he's feels has wronged our team. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. I wish like we'd had some like a montage with like dramatic music of Ibsen just going in like avenging da, people. Da, da, da. Yeah. Da, da. <laughs> <laughs> you tackled my father. Now you deserve to die. I don't know. Anyway, uh Colin war on your midfield. 
yeah, that was yeah. He did have a fantastic game after yeah. being very lackluster in New England. He did have a very good game, and I was kind of struggling when I got to him. But then I came back with one other good one. Francisco Cal won't be as bad when partnered by Brent Coleman. He plays pretty well. That was actually really good. I'm really yeah, <laughs> solid, solid. So okay, uh, any other things from this game other than these guys who I could you know add things to their last names? Um, Nick Ramondo mixes a Cruyff turn with the Benny Hill music. I guess. <laughs> wow, that's pretty great. We yeah. should actually make that video. Uh, we should yeah. seriously. Yeah, Nick Ramondo screwed up and was not exactly at his best during this game. I, I, no. Yeah, I mean, especially that third goal that we had. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, Ramirez is pressuring Ramondo pretty much all game. Whenever Ramondo would have the ball at his feet, Ramirez would be running towards him, pressing him, and it paid off. And usually it doesn't. So that's fashion. fantastic, and it. it paid off in a spectacular and kind of dumb way yeah both uh, defenses were pretty weak yeah um salt lake was playing with i think how many guys were missing out of their back line like yeah. two or three plus mon went off 10 minutes in with yeah, an yeah. injury there were turnovers for both defenses that led to goals. Um, And and essentially, this wasn't exactly a sparkling defensive performance. I've heard a stat thrown out that Real Salt Lake had more shots on goal than they've had in any other game this year. Uh, So so this wasn't exactly Salt Lake um, stepping down on the attack uh, either. And it, it just so happened that we were able to capitalize on their defense being crap. Romando making mistakes. We scored four. Molino almost got our fifth, but he skied the, the chip shot, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which is fine. I mean, at, at, at 4-1, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll say this. This is basically the template that you can expect for a Minnesota United victory. It's going to be one where the defense limits the mistakes somewhat, still lets a couple in. But the offense just is able to create enough to press enough that you cause some mistakes to happen. Yeah. And I'd be happy if all of our games ended up in this kind of win. If we concede the most number of goals the league has ever seen, but we score more than that. uh, Great. It kind of reminds me of uh, Liverpool from a few seasons ago. Mm-hmm. When we try to store five goals with Luis Suarez and we would also do a See, four. again, you're making yeah. those kinds of like Sammy Najok is a Manuel Neuer-esque keeper comparisons that I always complain about. Uh, this is, I think it's a pretty <laughs> accurate comparison. Because you know what? Liverpool's goal to was it, to score more than they conceded and not defend very well in a few years ago. Yeah, I guess what you're telling me is Christian Ramirez is literally Luis Suarez. Literally. Literally. With us fighting. Uh, speaking of which, he is fourth in the MLS goal scorer list after this game. Everyone in front of him scored multiple goals against Minnesota United. So <laughs> that is unfair. Yeah. In order to make it even, we should loan out Minnesota. We should loan out Christian Ramirez for one game so we can score like seven goals against us. <laughs> Only to make it fair, you guys. Oh, like, I, yeah. I don't know if I would be sad about that or if I would be happy for him. <laughs> like, uh, I would probably just halfway through just start being like, yeah, Christian. Like, I know I'm united till I rebrand, but still. Right. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tyson, Kadri, both had good games, I think, this time around, which was I great think, to see. I think Kadri had a better game. Better game. Okay. 
Yeah. I don't think he was fantastic. I thought Tiesen was very good, though. Yeah. Yeah. You also saw Miguel Ibarra come in as a substitute late on. Did we see anything that uh, stuck really. with us? Same with Danladi. Didn't really see much from them. Yeah. Very limited touches from the subs. And Danladi sure. wasn't training today as a precaution with a light knock. Little, uh, hamst- little knock. Hamstring. Yes. Not serious, though. According a to slight hamstring, which yeah. is bad because you want really strong ones. But Do thanks. you now? Do yeah. you now, Dr. Colin? Um. Actually, I stole that one from Sheaf. Okay. Sorry, Sheaf. Cool. There you go. Thanks. You attributed it. It's good enough. Yeah. It's not theft. It's <laughs> it's citation. So, a, a great game. Uh, I love the atmosphere of this game. It's wonderful to kind of experience the supporter section in full voice. This is, I think, the first five uh, or four game, go, uh, game that I've been at since like two years so it just feels good when it's goal after goal after goal you, mm-hmm. you just don't need to worry about like oh my god they're gonna equalize uh, you can just feel happy and sing whatever you want and that was a lot of fun i will tell you uh anything else we need to talk about with minnesota united uh adrian heath uh, mls coach of the week uh ramirez made it into the team of the week as well uh bobby shuttleworth is up for a save of the week we're and- just gonna be like mls cup champions this year guys I, i'm calling it right now Okay, don't, that makes one again, of us. Maybe not this like year, but like in the future, we'll definitely be there at some point. Okay. I mean, <laughs> All right. I've got them in the Western Conference Final and Football Manager. That's what count, what it all yep. got. Yep. Oh, yeah. also, I should mention, Adrian, he talked about how uh, Liam Gallagher used to wash his car. Liam and, and Noel Gallagher. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them were man city well, they were ball boys. Probably bickering the, at the same exact yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were, how awesome. They probably poured a bunch of buckets of soap and water on their opposites heads but how awesome would it be if minnesota united is an adrian heath of the reason that oasis get back together guys just think about it I hot take uh yeah i'm fine without it <laughs> it's cool you guys this is like the second time today that someone's like dissed oasis we're moving on <laughs> I, I like uh, oasis thank you yeah. even right. more scalding i have take. morning glory in my car right now yeah i was listening to supersonic today nice also great documentary watch it early years of oasis on tape freaking brilliant let's move on to a segment that we call the major listing service which happens to be a real estate website but also happens to have the same initials as the d1 pro soccer league in this country which is what we're going to talk about in this segment it looks like uh columbus went on to trulia or something uh because they went out and bought themselves a kakuta mane for uh a tony chani and three hundred thousand dollars in various sorts of allocation dollars uh, basically, Whitecap supporters were on uh, crying watch after this. They were, they were. I mean, this is a trade that kind of Columbus wins, right? This trade, like, let's be honest here. Yeah, um, mine is in the last year of his contract. If they can sign him on to a, a new contract and extend that, uh, he's a very streaky player. It, it depends if he plays well and if he can keep that consistency up. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the short term, it is a better move for Columbus. Yeah, although Chani did have a good game this weekend. Um, the other thing is that the three hundred thousand dollars in allocation money hopefully can go far for them. Um, there are some additional considerations depending on what Mane does after this. Let's move on to a derby between two teams that seem to be known exclusively by their three-letter acronyms: TFC and SKC. Game ended nil-nil. Yeah, there's not much to talk about about this one. Um, it, it was an attacking game. It's just that 
the finishing was terrible. Boring. Moving on to uh, Seattle versus Atlanta. Boring. Yeah. Also boring. Uh, <laughs> Dempsey hits the post. Uh, they really missed uh, Justin Martinez. Haha, <laughs> take that, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so great now, Jeez. are you? <laughs> 55,000 soccer fans in your stadium can't help you score goals now, can it they? It was away at Seattle. It, it was away. Yeah. I know, but I'm just... Like, <laughs> Moving on, on to yeah. New York City. Speaking F- of other FC, things. Uh, wins 2-1 against San Jose. Uh, Jack Harrison absolutely puts his foot abs- way through the ball, just powers it, hits David Bainham, goes right over him into the goal. Uh, Tommy McNamara stealed the win for NYCFC. Uh, this was the point at which, again, taking the notes, my snark went back in. So we have Chicago. We have the Schweinsteiger fire. Two versus uh, two goals scored by Limpac, Doucet, Lo, Montreal, Pour les French. I mean, a 2-2 draw like this is not going to get you that far in World Cup qualifiers. I'm sorry, but the, they they need to do a lot better if they're going to make it to Russia. In the press conference question heard across the world, you had a reporter asking Bastian Schweinsteiger at his unveiling if he would help the Chicago Fire win the World Cup. You know, we laughed, then we cried as the uh, reporter apologized, then he met Schweinsteiger and had a heartwarming tweet that made us all tear up. Just for this. And and of course, the Chicago Fire supporters had a flag on their capo stand that said, Road to Russia. That was awesome. That was pretty great. Yep. Uh, Schweinsteiger, or is he called Der Schweini? Is that his? Or El Schweinsteiger? I... Uh, I don't know. He scored. Just, yeah, he scored. Yeah. Uh, Bastion. Bastion. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're familiar with him. He's our buddy. Bastion yeah. scored one goal. Basis. We were really happy for him. Uh, we sent him some happy texts Oh, when he did that. So that was kind of cool. Columbus, or is it Charlotte? Uh, or is it spelled C-O-L-O-M-B-U-S? Like the, everyone in the country emphasizes. Columbia, you know, it's always, always C-O-L-O, guys. Uh, Welcome <laughs> to America. We spell things incorrectly all the time. Yeah. So Columbus 2, <laughs> Orlando City SC, 0. Justin Miro, man on fire. Yeah, he's the American Will Griggs, but better because Will Griggs sucks. Yeah, he actually is not doing is so it? well. Right yeah, now. He's not that yeah, Will Grigg is he can't not, Ireland not team. at all on, on fire anymore. No, but Justin Miro is, and he scored, and he's doing very well for Columbus. Uh, moving along, DC, yet another United, uh, 2, and one goal scored by Philadelphia. At least it's not a United team, Union. So... Is this the is it, the is it a, a a uni derby? Is, but would that be like one derby? I don't. I'm I'm very confused. I think we should have a four team round robin tournament with all the teams that have a suffix that start with UNI. So you'd have Minnesota, Atlanta, DC, and Philadelphia all playing a little tournament with each other. I think I think it'd be great, guys. Preseason, the uni tournament. You play it at a university or multiple universities, and it's like a tie-in. We're already sponsor. at one. Oh, it works out so well. See, great. Perfect. There you go. Uh, in this game, Bill Hamid has an incredible point-blank save to keep the game at 2-1 for DC. Uh, Houston 4, NYRB, RBNY, YRBN, BNRY, etc. FLCL. Right. They scored one goal and lost, um, which I had asked you before. When you have four letters, how many combinations can you have? 16? Is that it? Four by four? Sure. Tweet us the answers at 
Two United fans. Yeah, this is the one question. I'm not I'm at not, the attachment, not at no. Kales and If you, if you tweet me, Matt, I will block you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least this is the one like Twitter request we have that won't get people onto a list uh, for our responding to. Uh, Bingo. But we had a hat trick in this game, yeah, guys. Uh, Kubo Torres uh, scored a hat trick. He really he came into the lead um, with a lot of hype, a lot of potential. They really live up to that hype, and now he's finally fulfilling that potential and storing loads of goals and right. really playing really very well for Houston. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe he does really well when coached by Will Cabrera. <laughs> and not Owen Toil? <laughs> basically. Basically. <laughs> Everything's better in England, guys. Just just accept it. Just accept it. You're wrong. Uh, anyway, moving along, we had another team score four goals. Vancouver, four. Lag. Damn internet. Two goals. Uh, <laughs> uh, LA Galaxy coming in there and uh, unfortunately going down pretty hard. This playing the kids stuff for the Galaxy is just not at all working. Like in any sense of the term. Like, Miss United is above them in the standings. Like, come on, LA, you can do better than that. Who are we ahead of right now? RSL and LA Galaxy? I think that's yep. it. In the Western Conference, at least. I, I'm I not would, sure about the combined table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I am. Well, right before we do that, Portland Timbers won. Uh, New England Room 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 won. Revs get it. <laughs> uh, I do. I uh, do get it. I hey, I, I, I understand roll, this guys. joke. I was just on a roll, guys. What can I say? Uh, this game though had one big highlight. Uh, Dato Valeri with an absolute worldie of a goal. Just fantastic volley in the air. Just easily a goal of the week. So basically, Maybe. MLS is going to conspire to take it away from him. Yeah, probably. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You should go watch all the goals of the week this week. They're very, very good. Hey, looking at the table, yo, uh, Western Conference at the top is Portland Timbers and Columbus Crew SC at the top of the Eastern Conference table. Teams have played anywhere between five to three games across the board. So... Uh, the playoff picture emerging all right. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. No. Wait, <laughs> really. No. <laughs> all right. With that, let's move on to a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we talk about the rest of U.S. soccer, which is kind of pyramid-shaped, uh, and might be a little bit more so uh, next year, as we will tell you about in just a second in this segment. But first, we have to start with our favorite lower leagues league, <laughs> the NASL and all its wonderful shenanigans. So what happened this week, guys? Uh, the Cosmos lost badly. Uh, three nothing to Miami. I just want to point out, by the way, uh, Minnesota was winning something like three one at some point, and someone came up to me on the capo stand and was like, "I think it was Taylor." It was like, "Guy, dude, the Cosmos are losing like three 0 I was, I was like, "Why are you telling me this right now? Because- we are winning a game. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this more important than that?" <laughs> like. I, I'm guilty of looking at one of my exes on Twitter just to make sure she's not in the state still. But like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're checking the Cosmos I'm, score, are, are you like Ron Swanson with the Tammies? Like, do you just like she's near? <laughs> you should then see me with the um, O'Donnell moonshine afterwards. You know that stuff will I take that episode. De- it'll take decals off of things that were actually painted on. 
I just want to point out, by the way, we were think, trying to think of things that we uh, were going to do for our next episode, which is going to be the 100th. If you combine We Call It Soccer with Tafkas, next episode is going to be the 100th. And I'm just saying, all the snippets of Colin's life that we've heard of on episodes <laughs> put back to back as a biography of Colin's life. <laughs> his family tree, what he does with his phone, his, his time in Arizona. <laughs> Right, taking just, shots when Arsenal. Start. I'm really curious to see what you think the timeline is. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving along, the Cosmos did lose, and it was pretty awesome. But there was a bigger story that came out of Brian Strauss. Uh, his fingers. I think he typed it out. He wasn't just like saying it out loud to nobody. But anyway, dictated but not read. Right. Uh, he said that the Cosmos were a fax away from destruction. Apparently, Seamus O'Brien uh, was about to send a fax that traded away the rights of the Cosmos logo right before Rocco Camiso came in and super Hey, Rocco! Right? But I'm just saying, Cosmos were a fax away from destruction. It's kind of like news from the 80s. I mean, other headlines kind of like at Ryo KC were dissolved by floppy disk. The, the fate of the Fort Lauderdale strikers hung up in the balance with a Betamax tape. David De Gea's transfer to Real Madrid was foiled by a fax machine. Oh, that actually happened. Right. It Never did. mind. Yeah. Oh, I mean, shit. let's be real here, though. If the Cosmos' future actually did rely on a fax machine, it wouldn't have gone through it anyway. Like, have you actually ever received a fax? I have, actually, but that yeah. was because I was in India. I don't think I've ever received a fax in the United States. I have I've, a working I've, in an office, but... I've, had, I've no. sent faxes. Yeah. I've had maybe, like, 20% luck on faxes. Okay. Anyway, moving along. Uh, Indy 11 scored three goals. This is uh, Puerto Rico FC, who also scored three goals. Funny story. Uh, this game was significant because ex-loon, Ben Spies, take it speezy, had a bit of a highlight. Yeah, uh, perfectly timed run. Um, he was set free... But a nice through ball and just almost an effortless, sorry, an easy peasy chip yeah, over the goalkeeper. I see what you did there. And stuff. earned himself the play of the week for NASL. Good stuff, Ben Spees. Good stuff. I do miss you. FIU Stadium uh, is now named Ricardo McRicard Face, uh, or rather it's called Ricardo Silva Stadium, uh, which Miami owner has made donations, improved the facilities, blah, 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 and now it's named after him. Terrific. This kind of made, this was like news that makes you go, hmm, this was that for me this week. Yeah, basically. Um, another thing that came out about NASL or kind of came out but didn't really, uh, they apparently have a luxury tax now. Isn't that something that baseball has? Yeah, so uh, basically the also way... Also tampons. Yeah, luxury taxes <laughs> are also on tampons. <laughs> Funny story okay. that the three of us usually don't have to deal with. Anyway, um, so NASL, according to an interview that Neil Morris did with the interim commissioner, um, they have a luxury tax on a couple of teams. No disclosure as to who they are and how much is being paid, but who knows. And it's essentially if the salaries are above a certain level, the luxury tax is to be paid, and it does not take cost of living differences across markets into account. So the theory with some of the people reacting to this was that teams like New York, teams like San Francisco get screwed because players should be getting paid more in those markets because it takes a bit more to live there. Except the pride of playing for the San Francisco Deltas or the New York Cosmos should help make up for some of that deficit. Define pride for the Deltas. Hey, they have fax machines, okay? They have fax machines, I'm just saying. 
Oh, you're talking about the Delta. Sorry, I was I was reacting. Yeah, Deltas, they're in Silicon Valley. They don't have fast machines. Come yeah, on. no. Yeah, the, Brian Helmick just thinks things, and it gets to like whatever it needs to go. Ow! Why does this hurt in the back of my head? Oh wait, it's that chip that Brian implanted in me. Oh, now I know where I'm going to get traded to. Great. Hey, at this point, we should take a quick break just to snub USL before we get to their news uh, after break. Just kidding. No, we'll, but we are taking a break. It's not because we're snubbing USL. It's just because we need to take a break sometimes. Why, why you got to accuse us of doing things like this? Uh, it's not all about conspiracy theories, guys. It's not. All right. We'll see you right after this. All right, guys, we're back. And now we're gonna we're gonna do right by our MLS overlords who do pay us so handsomely to do to to produce positive news about them and all the other leagues that they support, such as USL, who are probably the best D two league in this entire country. Don't you think, guys? Not only that, it seems like they're gonna be the best D three league too. It's true. You remember I made that reference to the pyramid becoming more of a pyramid. Well, it turns out USL might be starting a D three league in what is it, twenty nineteen? Yes, indeed. Uh, Brian Strauss over at SportsIllustrated.com um, was the first to break that they'll be starting a league um, basically to take the spot of Division Three. Um, a lot of speculation that it's going to be more regionalized. There's also some suggestion that uh, MLS reserve sides might opt to join that instead of the D2 USL Basically because they don't have to spend money on a stadium. They don't have to spend money on promotion or really anything other than just player development. So people who heard this announcement had two reactions that are kind of contrary, which one of which was exactly what you said, which is that some MLS B teams could leave the D2 league and be playing in a, in a better place for um, teams that don't care as much about attendance and these other things. The other reaction was, yay, this could open the door to promotion and relegation, except that then means that these teams who went down and just wanted to, like, relax and chillax can't exactly do that. Yeah, and I think the the bigger thing is the fact that um, D3 doesn't have as strict of uh, financial requirements for owners, doesn't have the same sort of market size requirements. Mm-hmm. So as a result, it opens up a lot of markets um, that might not necessarily have the exact level that yeah. you need for D2 right now, but still would be a good hotbed for yeah. lower uh, league soccer. It, it lowers the barrier to entry into fully professional soccer uh, in the United States, which which is a good thing. So, so this is a great thing by USL genuinely. I'm not kidding around about like... Uh, USL and uh, and Garber Bucks and all this stuff. But this is genuinely good news uh, for for U.S. soccer. We also had some news very quickly that Fresno has apparently submitted a strong expansion application to USL. Woohoo. And and a few games that happened. Um, The Cascadia-esque derby. um, 2-1 between Seattle 2 and Timbers 2. Not much to report. Um, Tampa Bay throttled... TFC to four nil. Hey, good stuff. Those those rowdies uh, doing well in USL. They'll actually play Ottawa next weekend. <laughs> they should call that one the NASL USL Derby. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'll do that. Okay, uh, moving along. We had a bit of drama, drama, drama in USL where the Tulsa Roughnecks were ruled to have forfeited their game against the Colorado 
Springs Switchbacks. It was their opening game, actually. And they had thrashed the Switchbacks, what is it, 4-1. Turns out they fielded an ineligible player. And this happened when they were already, like, slated to win the game. In the 74th minute, they brought on a guy called Paris Guy, who had not been, uh, had his contract approved by the USSF. I'm pretty sure that whoever was driving to get that contract approved uh, went straight rather than turning at the switchback, and they <laughs> fell off a mountain. They just forgot to send the facts. Or that. <laughs> or or, or, or they carrier were, pigeon. Or, or the fax machine didn't work. That's why they had to drive it, and, and that's how it happened. Exactly. And then when they missed the turn, they, they send out a carrier pigeon. That didn't work because the seagulls, the seagulls who are looking to disrupt U.S. soccer after their disastrous experiment with the strikers ended in disgrace over Betamax tapes. <laughs> How many topical references can I throw in there? Uh, callbacks to previous sketches. Uh, Jeb Brofsky PIs on the case. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yes. Did another one. Maybe that's what we should do next week. It's just like a top five of all these sketches that people won't understand now that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should ask the 55-1 guys for Jeb's number and see if he will do a live Jabrovsky private eye. <laughs> I would pay good money to have Jeb Brofsky do a Jabrovsky private eye. That's too <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. That's that's too awesome, I think. Uh, let's move on to a segment that we call The Sewer. <laughs> Sewers are where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live. And in this segment, we talk about our U.S. men's Ninja Turtles, women's Ninja Turtles, youth Ninja Turtles, baby Ninja Turtles, all sorts of Ninja Turtles and national teams. But really just the men's Ninja Turtles. Uh, last week when we were recording, the USA Panama game was going Panama! on. Panama! Sorry. The Panama game was going wow, on, guys. Uh, and it ended up drawing one-one. Yeah, I mean, you you had Colin giving you breaking news on the last episode. I mean, what else do we need to say about this game? It was a scrappy performance. Scrappy um, performance, bad feel. Away at Panama, oh. very counter-taffy. Yeah, people were hating on the ref a bunch, um, which I I watched parts of the second half. I didn't think the ref was that bad, but apparently, like I went online and it was like ref this, ref that, and I was like, guys, it's gonna be okay. I got downvoted like negative <laughs> twenty, and and now uh, I'm I'm scared to go back on Reddit. Okay, it just stay scared. Like it's it's a lot better for you anyway. Are we having an excellent adventure this year? This year? Uh, no, this, I, this episode. Oh, no. Okay, we're no, not. we're going we're, we're gonna to skip over Excellent Adventure. We're going to move on to a segment we call The Pub. And in The Pub, we go over to uh, Britain. Because that's where they have pubs. We have bars. Uh, but what are we calling The Pub this week, guys? Uh, this week, we're going to the Scotch Loon. Mm. There, Someone help me here. Okay. Uh, so, and I think the third tier of Scottish League football. Oh, but before we get there, I have to point out, we always try to come up with a clever pub name that has some sort of reference. And then typically we come up with really obvious ones and I'm a really stickler for guys. We need to make it a little bit like a hint thing. You don't want it to be really like on the nose. And uh, you guys, this is like the opposite of it. So yeah. um, uh, for far athletic um, is a third tier team in uh, the Scottish leagues. Apparently they're called the loons. And they're top of the table. Uh, e Pluribus Lunum has been tweeting about them for the past couple weeks. Brilliant. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know I like following third division Scottish football. Don't know about you. Real fans do that kind of Except thing. for they are also the subjects of one of the longest running um, soccer jokes in England. Uh, East 5-4, 4-5-5. Four, four, 
Okay. It's something right. that came up back in the 80s when they were making fun of the classified Kind of like their results. version of who's on first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. I get it. Uh, moving along, we should talk about Liverpool versus Everton. The Merseyside derby. Oh. You're putting your hands up in the air. Take that, Everton. I hate you so much. 14 games. 14 games between these two teams. Everton without a win. You didn't even watch this live. It was at 6.30 in the morning. I woke up. I saw we were up 3-1. to I went back to bed. Like a true American fan. (laughs) It's true. This is the um, decidedly American take on the game that we love according to the description of this podcast. So what is more American than living and dying for a team except when it's on it really early in the morning? Super early, guys. I I was up late on Friday. And the Minnesota United game the same day. Yeah, I won the same energy. Uh, Basically, Coutinho, Mane, and Origi store for the Reds. Um, Mane was injured. Um, He's possibly out for the rest of the season, which is unfortunate. Um... Liverpool plays Bournemouth on Wednesday when you're listening to this, Wednesday of this week. So by the time you're listening to this, we're probably down in the 70th minute and won't score again. So yeah, it's too bad you guys are Bournemouth. Ugh. Yeah, if you guys were playing someone like Chelsea, you'd probably oh, win. definitely would at least draw. Yeah. <laughs> Although it, it is speculated that Jack Wilshere is going to start for Bournemouth this week. So it, there's a little bit of hope that somebody is going to choke for you guys. To, <laughs> he might win. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, speaking of Chelsea, see what I was trying to do there by bringing them up? Mm-hmm. They lost what? 2-1 to Crystal Palace. The man who should be Barcelona coach uh, this time next year, Big Sam, leading his team to a victory. You know what? Against Antonio Conte win against Crystal. That didn't really work. No, Who did, who did no. Conte kill after this game? <laughs> God. And, I'll say this. If Palace wins another game against anyone that's decent, I'm going to have to deal with so many big Sam to Arsenal memes going oh. on. Like that's that's just gonna make me like run away from the EPL altogether. As long as there are jokes about how much wine he drinks, I'm okay with all that. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace player Wilfred Zaha has been absolutely on a tear in the Premier League recently. He's not he has more goals and assists than both Paul Pogba and Messi this season. I didn't hear that. What'd you say? Paul Pogba Wah. and Messi Ozil. Messi Ozil is not playing guys, well. I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> you, you're not wearing headphones. You don't. When you guys go loud, you don't. Ow. Jeez, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose like two years of my hearing because of this podcast. Well, um, we'll get we'll get to why Colin is all upset in a second. But Lester. Lester, ye of we killing soccer by firing our favorite coach and everyone else's favorite coach and then being led by uh, a man who faked all of his writing, I will tell you. Marlowe actually wrote all of those plays, not Shakespeare. Well, anyway. Sha- I thought it was a, an infinite number of monkeys that wrote all of Shakespeare. I think they did. They did. Probably. Well, an infinite number of monkeys couldn't write a storyline like this hey, for uh, Lester. Uh, six out of six in the EPL for Shakespeare. Yeah, um, you know who doesn't have the best of words, unlike Shakespeare? <laughs> David Moyes. <laughs> wow. Um, so It wasn't after this game. It was it, several yeah, games ago. Yeah, it, it was following a game in March. Um, David Moyes was asked by a female reporter um, if the presence of the owner, Ellis Short, had put extra pressure on him. He said it had not, but after the interview added that the woman, quote, might get a slap even though you're a woman. 
and told her to be, quote, careful next time she visited. Anytime you're going to threaten physical violence, you shouldn't. And anytime you're going to say uh, a sentence that goes with, even if you're a woman, <laughs> just don't. Just don't, because it's a good chance you're going to say something that makes you sound like you're from 300 years ago. Well, now we know that David Moyes' dark room has a sign that says, no girls allowed on it. Girls, G-U-R-L-S. Yeah. I mean, are, he are sounds we, like he's about the age that would spell people like that. Are we supposed to, like, ground him into the dark room, or are we supposed to keep him out of the oh, dark I, room? I think, I, think, I think Sunderland is going to get relegated at this point, so there's a good chance that he actually is locked in that room uh, for, for a good amount of time. Anyway, uh, moving along, let's talk about uh, Arsenal 2, Man City 2. On the face of things, a adequate result for both sides-ish? Uh, on the face of it, a much more adequate result for Arsenal because they didn't lose to a top six side. Um, but they spent 45 minutes without a captain. Seriously. Um, nobody was designated captain in the second half after Lauren Koscielny went off with a, what's likely to be a season-ending Achilles injury. It, it, that seems like a metaphor for something. Yeah, if uh, you had told me that that was yeah. intentional, I would have been like, yep, that makes about as much sense. These guys are playing like they just don't give a damn. And, uh, you know, I don't think I don't like that managers have to go when players stop caring. But, I mean, Lester's shown us that... <laughs> Uh, maybe it's it is a little bit of refreshment does go a long way. I mean, what else is there? Do you just get rid of everybody in this off season? Honestly, I don't know. No, like yeah. I I'm just enjoying seeing Vanger out memes at every single stadium there is. Even well, WrestleMania, like, yeah, twice at WrestleMania. Twice, I only oh, saw yeah. once. I mean, yeah, this, this is this is becoming a great, great worldwide meme. Were there vehicles with the banner this this time? I mean, I I do think that it's time for refreshment, mm -hmm. but I can't tell if that's a purge the entire side that is unwilling to play for a manager because mm -hmm. nobody is putting in their shift or if it's just down to Arsene or if it's both or if it's everyone in the back room. Like, so I, I was trying to tee up uh, uh, the, the reference to that there was actually a lorry with Wenger out written on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, I, I mean, I, we could have the serious Wenger out discussion if you really want to, but I was just going for the cheap laughs. Uh, uh, at, at this point, I just need to, like, vent about everything going on at Arsenal. Like, I, I've, I went through the apathy stage of grief, and uh -huh. now I'm back into caring again. Okay, good stuff. Do we care, speaking of caring, about Man City and how they played in this game? They played decent. Yeah, you're going to switch yeah. allegiances now to Pep Fraudiola's squad. I don't like Oasis enough. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. Uh, Everton won. Manchester United won. Yeah, uh, Jedi Elka scores a ton of a weird goal for Everton. Um, on a cross, Ashley Williams heads it over. And with his back to goal, Jedi Elka hits it with like the outside of his foot. And it goes in between De Gea's legs, who crosses his legs like he has to pee real quickly, but misses the ball anyway. And goes in the back of the net. Very odd goal, but then in stoppage time, who else but Zlatan Ibrahimovic ties it for Manchester United? Um, a result that doesn't really benefit either team. Funny story, by the way. If you go and Google LA Galaxy, uh, 
on the website google.com. Uh, you will find one of the first results is a picture of Zlatan Ibrahimovic photoshopped into a LA Galaxy jersey. Do you get the same results if you Google it on Bing.com? I don't know. Probably porn comes up. That's what everyone uses Bing for anyway, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yep. Okay. Uh, Hearts of Midlothian 0, Celtic 5. And this result was significant because? Um, I guess Celtic won their sixth in a row Scottish title. And led by a manager named? Don't look at me. I have no idea who, who this guy is. I've never <laughs> hey, are you sure? Because he, he should sound familiar <laughs> I'm, I'm to I'm going to sound it out. Uh, Brandon will be top four in England. Rogers. He's Rogers. not better. He's not better. Uh, Celtic running away again. I mean, kind of expected shock and awe surprise, I guess. Not really. Yeah, old firm derby for the um, Scottish Cup. And they've already won the League Cup. They've already won the league. So, yeah, what's the point of watching go Scottish Rangers. football anyway these days? Go, go, Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Ha, ha. Um, ha, ha, ha. The Irishman yeah. in me wants to slug you in the face right now. But... This is I, I like will hold back. Next level. Anyway, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, let's move on to a segment that we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets, some do though, where we talk about the rest of the world's football that we haven't got to yet in this show. Uh, first up, some Bundesliga updates. Um, Hoffenheim beats Bayern Munich 1-0 for Bayern's first loss in 20 Bundesliga games. Bayern Munich in crisis. No. No, they're still, what? <laughs> no. Seven, eight points. Seven, I think, yeah. Uh, Hoffenheim, again, we've talked about the manager before, but the mini Mourinho is still leading that team. Um, they've lost two games so far this year. They're not quite invincible, but that manager is very to look out for him in the next few years. Uh, is, he, is he handing out peeled bananas to his players in gloved hands? I God, Taking I phone calls at press conferences? <laughs> I feel like he knows better. Okay, he probably does. Actually, they're not bananas, they're plantains. So, yeah. Hot news from the two Bundesliga. The top four teams in the table are separated by two points. Uh, Hanover 96 is top with 52 points. Uh, Stuttgart, Braunschweig, and Union Berlin are on 50 points, and they each have a game in hand on Hanover. And now you have some stats to sound like a super soccer hipster th- this weekend. There you go. I mean, if you're not up on Stuttgart, you're not catching all the Julian Green news. <laughs> That's days, actually one so. of my friend's uh, favorite teams, is yeah. Stuttgart. So, yeah. That one's for you, Shane. Yeah. Uh, some news out of France. So, this was much more of a bummer when I actually read the story than the headline suggested. Uh, Gold.com's American Edition described a Toulouse attempt to terminate a loan for a PSG youngster in a, quote, shooting, insti- or shooting incident. Um, turns out that Atsane Edouard, um, he's a 19-year-old attacker on loan from PSG, apparently shot at a pedestrian with a pellet gun. Shoot, a headline about a shooting incident would read very differently if it had happened in America than like, in, like Europe. Like... Uh, Gun control laws are a good thing, and that's evident in the fact that this was a pellet gun rather than, like, multiple injuries. We know that you listen to We Call It Soccer for sizzling political hot takes, <laughs> and we'll keep them coming, everybody. Let's move on to a, to a score that uh, looks kind of like it came from football. Uh, 12 goals scored by... It did by come Bob. from football, Notch. 
They don't call like, it soccer. They don't call it soccer. I, I said that before. Yeah, I, I did. did. I did. I really did. <laughs> Barca B scored 12 goals against a team named Eldensi. So, uh, on one hand, you want to just say that Barca versus a team called Eldense would <laughs> score 12 goals, but it turns out that the head coach has been um, suddenly under fire for match-fixing allegations. Um, one of the defenders for the team uh, was quoted as saying, a coach asked me if I was in and how much I wanted, and if I wasn't in, then I wouldn't play. An assistant coach then also said, in principle, the orders came from above from the coach. I didn't know what to do. I was between a rock and a hard place. I didn't say a word in the dugout. I made no substitutions, and I didn't send anyone out to warm up. Then I resigned from the club. Uh, next, we need to cover a league called La La Liga. Oh, no, wait, sorry. We're going to talk about Moonlight next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a late update Fernando Torres on March 2nd had injured his head and we were all very worried well he came back after just two weeks it turns out and it was uh, good that he did because he had a assist on a Felipe Luis goal in a 1-0 win over Real Sociedad just a bit of news Barca and Sevilla play on Wednesday there's a Madrid derby on Saturday and um, uh, keep going with the all the stuff if you're I have something afterwards. And then uh, Real leads Barca by two points, and then Atleti is seven points off the top. Uh, some breaking news from the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, FC Dallas loses on aggregate to Pachuca 4-3 on a 92nd-minute goal by Pachuca. Oh, my God. That's that's awful. Especially because so not Dallas was indifferent about this. I especially <laughs> because I only care because Dallas was playing a full strength squad when they play Minnesota this weekend. Yeah, that should that should help us. I don't know. I want the MLS team to do well. Last time, as we we established, where you were right and I was wrong, that LA Galaxy won the Concacaf Champions Cup in 2000. This last time an MLS team or the only time an MLS team has won that tournament. Yeah, and, and it was basically back in the day when the tournament didn't really matter for anything. Yep. Hey, uh, you know what does matter, though? Our final segment in this show, which is the Reynolds wrap-up, where we take a cocker conspiracy theory that we're all thinking about and have Colin make sense of it for us. Uh, you had last week, you, you started with something, and then you said to be continued like a lot of the rap videos do. Well, because here's the thing. I mean, it, we were talking about some of the links to possible collusion between Minnesota United and the New World Order. Um, like you do. Yeah, yeah, as one does. Um, I, I was digging into it with a, a couple of different things I was hearing. Um, and one thing just stood out to me. Did you notice that Bastian Schweinsteiger, during that World Cup question that we talked about earlier, didn't really bat an eyelash when he was asked it? Like, it's kind of strange that someone would ask such a stupidly ridiculous question and a guy that knows good English after playing in the EPL recently um, it just wouldn't even care. So I looked into it a little bit more. Um, I watched the tape back. I saw kind of a concerned look on his face. So I asked around... There was a couple of different things I did during that extra week between 
them finalizing the signing and him actually arriving in Chicago. They said that he was training in Mallorca. Turns out he actually made a flight into the Denver airport. No. (laughs) Okay. There's some photographic evidence that I've been made privy to Uh of him going in and out of some of the tunnels down there. He entered just on his own. He exited with a very large suitcase of cash. Uh-huh. Now, this was pointed out to me from um, someone on Twitter that the Colorado Rapids, their stadium now is built on the old DIA airport site. I just also want to point out now Twitter no longer has eggs for new people who send anonymous tips like the guy who talked to you. They have a people logo, so much more trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, certainly more trustworthy. I, I, I fully... I, I vouch for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but these new tunnels in the new Denver airport are a little bit more secure, but there were still some photos of Schweinsteiger in that week in Mallorca mm-hmm. taking a suitcase out of this area. I think that there might be some sort of connection between the Germans and this possible new world order. Okay. I think we need to look into this a little bit further. I'm going to dig on this. All right. Watch this space during episode 100 of We Call It Soccer because there is more to this story. I am sure of it. Uh, are Notch and I in any danger because you're talking about this? I'm just right. concerned. You about guys it. can feel free to disavow me at any point. Oh, okay. I, I've I've recommended that you do that in in private so uh-huh okay all right i mean it hasn't been about the conspiracy theories but it, it's it's been about the other stupid shit that i say all right if you do want to see our statements of disavowing collins conspiracy theories you can find them on our twitter feeds which are i'm at k olson 716 i continually disavow myself at the attachment <laughs> That sounds vulgar. I am at <laughs> CWO United Fans. And you can find this podcast at our website called 55.1 for all the best news concerning Minnesota soccer and analysis of the same. You can also find this podcast at fine podcast providers everywhere. You should subscribe. You should tell your friends to listen to us because we do enjoy having new listeners. All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode. Episode number 99. We'll be back with maybe something special, maybe not, I don't know, for episode 100 next week. Bye-bye.